Hey, what is up designers? Welcome back to the Grand Design Podcast. It's your friend Dallas. And in today's episode, I want to talk about how, in a way, socialism is a violation of human rights. And socialism is designed specifically to eradicate marketers, entrepreneurs, and free thinkers. People who believe in the power of free will and decision making from reality. Socialism is a tool crafted specifically to erase out the listeners and the people who resonate with the message of this podcast the people who want to create impact and culture in the world on their own terms it is the enemy of all design okay so that's essentially what i want to say in this episode now i also want to say before i start this episode you know i use these buzzwords and all this hype you know it's a caricature okay i don't want anybody listening to this episode and mad at socialists because I like the guy. I like the people. You know what I mean. I think they're just making an honest mistake in what they believe in, and I don't have any hate or animosity towards anybody or any faction on that side of things. I think the idea is a very bad idea, and that some people may have animosity towards us, the designers. But um, I don't know. I don't want anybody listening to this podcast and feeling that way. I don't want to be fear mongering like the news or like TV or like people on Twitter and and causing a riot for nothing. You know, don't take anything I'm saying in this podcast so dogmatically you know you have to also still think for yourself but these are just my opinions on the situation and everything that i say come on just take it like a joke don't take it seriously don't get angry don't pick up a pitchfork and riot against socialists or people who believe in socialism or democratic socialism have an open mind and listen to what everyone has to say okay so without further ado i'm going to whisk you away and start this episode uh let's get down how do people like us the visionaries the creatives Real people with real ideas, people who don't have mass budgets, platforms, or teams, and people who live in this noisy world dominated by internet gurus, influencers, and big brands. The people attempting to make a dream on our own dollar. How do we get our ideas to pierce through all the noise in not only a massive, but a massively profitable way? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dallas, and this is Grand Design, the podcast about taking the ideas in your head, pushing them out into the world. A designer, you know, in pursuit of the grand design, a designer is, it's a deserter of the status quo. You know, you and I and people who want to build the design of the future that is what we are that is who we are and as i've stated before in many podcast episodes cancel culture is the antithesis of design cancel culture is throughout history the thing that has stopped and and routed innovation routed or stunted rather innovation more than any other force you know think about Copernicus and how he said the world was not the center of the universe but rather he believed in the theory of heliocentrism and I believe he was killed for that I'm not 100% certain you know another figure in history Galileo you know kind of uh, mimicked those same beliefs And because it was contradictory to the church, he was canceled. He was put on house arrest for, I think, the last seven to ten years of his life. 
um, because that's all he had left and he died on house arrest. You know, people in society, they don't want what is untraditional, what is new and innovation by its very nature, because it is by its nature, innovation It's innovative, it's new is threatened particularly by cancel culture and because designers are all about innovation and bringing new designs to the world this era for people who host unpopular opinions like you and I is a particularly perilous time and I wanted to make this podcast episode just to say that okay because more now now more than any you know there is a a a ramping up of censorship a ramping up of cancel culture it's becoming less and less popular by the day to the point where some even want to make it illegal to be free in your thought, to be an individual, to be innovative, to be someone who is a deserve of the status quo. And so I say that because every day I wake up, there is seems to be some type of progressive step or or advancements towards an idea that um is countering towards what I believe in and since I was younger it has always been I've always been canceled I've always been hunted there's always been a war on individualism you know what I'm saying there's always been cancel culture there's always been censorship there's always been policing of what I feel if it was something that was unpopular there's always been a witch hunt and I want you to know, I you but but let me finish my statement first. But we're ramping up to a particular time where people are trying to install economic systems that cut out, you know the you know those of us that are that are different. And it's something that I think people should be paying more attention to. And I say that particularly because I use these words. There is a a war on design. Is the enemy. Of design, I use these words as hyperbole because unlike most people that are going to try to get on these apps and try to make you follow them dogmatically, I don't want that. I want empathy. I want to understand. I want to love. I got this slogan that I'm using. I want people to be louder in their unpopular opinions. But whereas we're very loud now, we're divided. I want people to be louder but closer. Louder but closer. That's my goal for this world. I want people to be able to speak up but I want people to be brought together by the things that they hear, by understanding that people are different. And cancel culture is just drowning out and silencing anything that's different. But what I was going to say was, I don't want anybody to follow what I'm saying dogmatically. I don't want hate. I don't want irrational thinking. I don't want going off the, the deep end and trying to, you know, even the people that you feel are your enemies. I don't want you to try to smash them. And, or, because I believe that, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the old quote says, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions and a lot of these people who are trying to destroy what it is that this entire universe this entire world is founded on people like you and I people are in it who are innovators I believe that a lot of them are good people some of them some some of us some of us as a whole aren't good people but same way a lot of billionaires are good people, which being a billionaire, they're trying to make that illegal. Being someone who's so innovative that you are compensated beyond people's imagination, you know, contributing to that level is being banned. You know, I think billionaires are good people, but the people who want to make um, 
innovation illegal, they're good people too. Okay? And so I want to talk about this in this episode. What I mean making individuality, making freedom of choice, making innovation, making being a designer, being a deserter of the status quo. What I mean by making that illegal is I'm talking about socialism. And I know I don't pop in on this podcast a lot and make a lot of different episodes uh, because I only make an episode where something has been stirring in my mind over and over and over and over again. I'm not going to make an episode just for the sake of it. I got to be inspired. When something is stirring in my mind and I'm having conversations about it on a daily basis, you know, uh, it's something, you know, that's when I come and that's when I speak about it because that's when, you know, those are the things that I feel like are, you know, are important. You know, when something begins to possess a lot of equity in my mind, that's when it becomes important. And so I wanted to talk about socialism and what I feel about that and how I feel like a lot of people, you know, you know, who who push socialism don't really understand it and how it is because they want good. They want to help people in the world. But like I said, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And so, so many different factions and so many different people are trying to help the world and destroying it as a result. And I want to talk about how people who push you know, socialism are destroying a very valuable piece of the world and they don't even know it. And some people do know it and they're forcing it intentionally out of bitterness. And so I want to talk bad about socialism in this episode, but I also want to make it clear that I'm open to everything. I want to understand and feel everybody. And if people want that, if the majority of people in this country want that, that's not something I'm going to fight against. I'm just going to change where I'm living. You know, I'm not going to force people to live under a system. I'm an advocate of everybody to try what it is that they believe in, even though it's a terrible idea. I I believe in real freedom of choice, not fake freedom of choice where you got to, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm going to say I want less government, you know, like somebody on the right might say I want less government intervention, but I want to force people to to, you know, not have abortions like, you know, I'm not trying to control nobody. So what I'm going, I'm bouncing all around, but um. Let me talk about cancel culture and how being a deserter of the status quo, uh, you know, being in that position, I've been, you know, cancel worthy since, quote unquote, cancel worthy since I was a young kid. Okay. Now, uh, I've told this story several times, so I'm going to tell it very quickly in this episode just to lay the foundation. You know, when I was younger, uh, when I was in uh, middle school, when high school, I feel like for a large, you know, majority of my life, I, I thought well, at that time period specifically, there were a lot of different thoughts that were coming from so many different places within you know, uh, you know, uh, so many thoughts that were coming from so many different sources on the internet, feeding me with culture and ideas that was non-native to the community that I was living in. So I lived in like, you know, uh, you know, whatever, like, you know, my neighborhood and people in my neighborhood, they thought and felt a particular way. Everybody, I grew up religious. I grew up in the church. I grew up reading whatever Nostradamus in the book of what, you know, the book of Job, you know, all these books of the Bible going to church on Easter Palm Sunday every day. Hallelujah. You know, and I abandoned religion in seventh grade, you know, because I really just didn't think, you know, it made sense. You know, I've since changed my stance in it. You know, I changed from I'm not religious to uh, I just don't really know because I can't prove one way or another. And so what it is is what it is. But, um, uh, you know, one of the, you know, my community was religious. We was Baptist. You know, my family is a, it's a church in my family, you know, and we used to go, you know, that was we used to go to the church, you know, every Sunday. Um, I didn't really like going to church, but it was, you know, it was cool. Um, another thing, we all dressed the same way, you know, sweats, hoodies, you know, phone posits. We all did the same things. We made music. We rap. We ride. We kill. You know, <laughs> you know, what, what, what can you say? 
I got sex, money, murder, our DNA. You know, it was our DNA. You know, we believed certain things. We ate certain ways. KFC, Popeyes, there were customs. There was a society and a culture that was living and breathing right here. And I started to learn a lot of things that were contradictory to the things that I knew when I was growing up. So freedom of religion. I started to believe and feel and associate with different religions. People are arguing outside as normally. But let me continue. Stop interrupting me, fellas. Um, you know, dressing. I started to learn how to dress different. You know, you know. I started to get on the. I went to a a a, a little little um uh, a school in my area that had more white people than I had been interacting with like ever in my life, and they was dressing different. They got they had like the Abercrombie, the different brands. Okay, you know, difference in black brands and white brands. They had the white brands, and I started to mix some of that in. I started to learn online about fashion from different people, uh, and getting the more more different cultures you know the chucka boots that's not like really a black thing we had like tims and nike boots and those was two options you didn't have anything else you know air force ones excuse me i started to learn in polo boots polo boots was a classic staple i started to get away from some of that and dress differently in high school um the music the music that was i started listening to more alternative and not just rap you know some 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 something like a king cruel i started to go through all these changes and one of the biggest significant things is that you know, general society believes in the general pathway like all these people always explain. And by the way, I want to pause myself real quick before I forget to say this. If you're somebody that is a deserter of the status quo, okay, and you don't want to, like, you have different ideas than everybody else and everyone wants to push you on the same pathway that, you know, that they grew up on that was unsuccessful for them clearly because they think it's the safe thing to do and you want to live your life differently. You know, I got a group on Facebook. I'm going to read the, the caption of this group because I really want to explain it correctly. Um, that you can join, actually. Uh, let me find the Facebook group. Group. Because I want to start interacting with the people on this podcast because, you know, these are my people. The group is called Surviving the Cancel. And it's the new movement against, in parentheses, unreasonable forms of mass censorship cancel culture and erasure of individuality if you don't like cancel culture if you don't like censorship um this is the group for you i want to i want to you know i want you to be in this group i want you to share and express your identity and who and what you believe in in life and the reason this group is important is because we're doing a summit okay called the surviving the cancel summit that features 30 top multi-millionaires influencers podcasters people who have real movements that are different and unique and they host their own unpopular opinions and um in that summit i'm going to i'm asking them how is it that in a cancel culture era uh can you build support around your unpopular opinion and lead a mass movement that is you know impactful to the world and profitable to you that's essentially what i'm asking on that summit and the summit's coming up information about the summit will be in that group um or you can just go to www.survivingthecancel.com um, and sign up for like the wait and list and things like that. If you sign up at www.survivingandcancel.com, it'll also redirect you to the Facebook groups group. If you sign up for the waiting list or if you go to the Facebook group, I'm going to send you a little book. It's a free book. It's called um, uh, The Designer Manifesto. There's actually a long subtitle to this, which I want to read because I, I took the time to actually write that stupid subtitle. So I think you should know it. Let me find it somewhere in my notes. You find it somewhere in my notes. I hope my train of thought is still there when I when I come back to what I was saying. Anyway, it's the designer manifesto, and it contains two secrets. Okay, one is the one commonality that I realized between 
every summit guest? How would they start a mass movement in 30 days if they were canceled to save themselves from the cancel and retain their profit for their business? Uh, the one thing that all they, they all had in common, and then also has the one secret that they I think they all missed. That's what's in the book, The Designer Manifesto. Anyways, I'm going to stop plugging myself. Let me go back to what I was saying. Um, I started to believe and to feel different things. And, but one of the biggest deviations I made was from that traditional pathway of how you live your life career or whatever the hell people wanted me to do. I said I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I dropped out of college. Well, I got kicked out of college because I have zero GPA and I started the entrepreneur thing. And so there was a lot of warring and going back and forth and bashing, bashing, bashing in my family. It was a lot of violence, a lot of long talks. And it was a long and hard period of my life leading up today where I'm trying to bootstrap a technology company without a bank account uh, and pretty much no network, no support or anything like that. No sources of income, 4,000 miles away from home, because I got kicked out because I wanted to be an entrepreneur, essentially. Okay, now that's not the entire story. That's not the detail. There are probably different opinions on what actually went down there, but that's just it in a nutshell. Uh, I battled with my parents and everyone else around me for two years because I wanted to start a business instead of going to college. And I resulted, as a result, I, I moved out of my house or left my house with nowhere else to go and ended up in from going from Maryland to Los Angeles with no plan, no strategy, no safety nets or anything like that. So you listen to that journey, okay? Um, but the point of the matter is I was canceled. Okay. I was canceled every single day until I got pushed out of where, where it was that I was living. Okay. Because I didn't want to go back to college. I was a deserter of the status quo. They tried to force me into the status quo. I said no. And so I had to leave for the better of everyone. And so that the arguments and the long nights and the misunderstandings and the hard feelings and the souring relationships could heal and that all that drama could stop. Okay. I was canceled. And that's pretty much what the Surviving the Cancel Summit really grew from. How would I have survived that? How could I have convinced people around me of my unpopular opinion the way Donald Trump did in 2016 when they canceled him and he came back to win the highest seat in the country? Now, I'm not political. I'm not a political person. I don't vie one way or another because I think politics is really just a distraction and a waste of time. And who cares about it? Okay, it's just an example. Um, yeah, and so back then cancel culture to me was not being able to live a happy life and a peaceful life if I as long as I was deviating from the status quo okay and that is something that if you're somebody if you're a designer you've experienced that all your life if you're an entrepreneur you 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 understand like just go back to school just go get a regular job just, just you you've experienced all that okay and that's pretty much all it's been so that was the year I, I got kicked out of my house in 2019 okay so that was last year but leading up to these years all all throughout the internet you you probably notice a ramping up and increasing of that activity for even the most small and trivial things like if a you know a mixed girl for example comments on twitter oh i got an afro she'll get attacked you know for having afro some some girls there they might be white or they might be whatever they might be they will they'll tan and they'll be really tan and people you know, and sometimes these girls be tripping, don't get me wrong, but they'll get attacked for like black fishing. Okay. They'll cancel that person and say, Oh, we don't like you because you did this. You know, Kim Kardashian wears braids. Cancel her, cancel, cancel. It's cancel, cancel, cancel for everything. And don't get me wrong, I'm a complete fan of censorship and canceling of the right people. Like if you are a convicted rapist, I'm not saying any names. If you are a convicted rapist, you know, because there are some popular convicted rapists in the world, believe it or not. Uh, I'm not I'm not really I'm not really rocking with you. I'm not really rocking with you. That's that's just me, though. You know, if you do something illegal or bad, that's not canceling anymore. That's justice. I'm tired of people defending people who do wrong. But when it's just opinions, it's like, come on now. 
You know, on the summit, we have a lot of people that said, make America great again. We have people that said, all lives matter. We'll have people that say black lives matter. All these different things on the summit. Like the summit is pretty, pretty rambunctious. And, you know, all the guests ram hard against cancel culture. Um, But even things like, you know, in terms of sexual assault and sexual harassment and situations like that, canceling around, that is not something that I'm talking about. I am not talking and I'm not touching the topic of, of anything wrong or sexual harassment or anything like that you know to say that somebody was wrong as an accused sexual harasser you know what i'm saying that's that come on now you you got to be more sensitive to the things that people are going through okay whether you you know you say oh, i don't believe it you don't have any evidence to suggest you know one way or another come on we let's be sensible when i say surviving the cancer i'm not talking about things like that i'm talking about having a unique and individual idea and innovation in the in, in your beliefs and the things that you feel and people not riding alongside of you and so you know society is crushing and, and and trying to fold in on people like that they're doing it to jeff bezos they're doing it to elon musk they showed out jeff bezos home with a guillotine just because he built a big company that served a lot of people that they buy from you know elon musk people are saying oh you know whatever they're just trashing elon musk on twitter all day saying billionaires shouldn't exist politicians are coming up that want to half their wealth the things that they earned you know and uh i based this podcast just on the idea that i was having a conversation the other day and i really couldn't understand couldn't explain what my problem with socialism was but it came down to a singular statement you know capitalism is the only form of you know economic and political structure that allows for freedom of choice and no one can really argue that that is pure factual that's pure truth but anyways let me bring you to the setting man so we are out in california beautiful pretty amazing california people say california is trash um no the governor's trash uh you know and i'm not going to take back that statement because he you know put this curfew in that 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 doesn't make any sense because you know people socialize in the in the morning time and you like i don't know free like let people come on now come on now you're gonna put a curve if you want come on now dog like I just thought that was a little bit extreme, you know. That, that it, it's you know it's the fact that you're gonna put a curfew in, you gonna block people business, but you have no control over who actually receives compensation for all the business in the time that they missed. That's my problem. You gonna let say hey we got locked down, but you ain't in control of the money that's going out. The federal government is. You're not even helping people. You just say oh lockdown. You don't, no plan on how people are going to. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. Tyranny, as Elon Musk said, tyranny. You know, by the way, I want to say once again, all these situations, don't get angry. Oh, come on. It's just a game. It's just play. You know, even the people that you think are tyrann- tyrannical or whatever. We live in the most beautiful country. And I don't know if the most beautiful country in the world, but we live in what I meant to say was we live in the most beautiful era <laughs> in the world. It's pretty, pretty. All right. You know, it, it, it's not at jeopardy or anything like that. Don't get, don't get all in your feelings. No, you know, they're trying to destroy. The, the, the. Come on. Now. It's just, I'm just joking. It's just hyperbole. It's just, it's just fun. Come on now, guys. Come on. I don't want anybody angry following this podcast. Don't be angry. Be happy and enjoy the opportunity that you have, you know, election fraud. Uh, anyways, let me go on because <laughs> that's what people, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just playing, but <laughs> I was out California, man. And one thing I like to do is I like to be out California, like outside, like not in the apartment that I barely have, uh, that my girlfriend barely has because, uh, you know, we're out here trying to bootstrap a company with no income. Okay. But I like to go outside. So I go outside and we were sitting on the mall roof 
Um, it's a parking garage. We go to the roof. I like to look at the mountains and, and the houses on the hills. It's beautiful. The sunset and it's just like a right proper uh, light orange. It looks like a laptop background. Settling on the mountains and on the house. The sky is like beautiful um, bluish. I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's beautiful. You know, you see the trees around the mall. These nice little evergreen trees. Uh, they're, they're nice pine needles in. Man, it's such a beautiful time out here in California. People say California sucks, man. Uh, I don't like some of the things that they're doing. I mean, it's a lot of homeless folks out here too, but you know, it is stunning, gorgeous. Some of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen in my life, just like Maryland. Some of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen in my life. But anyways, I'm sitting on a roof and I'm discussing back and forth uh, with uh, you know a folk of mine, you know, whether capitalism because this person believes in you know socialism and socialism is great and things like that, and um, you know they like team socialism and they, you know and this person is somebody I, I love and trust and you know that that only wants good for people and they're telling me like you know is it so bad that we want health care for people is it so bad that we want uh you know the, the poorest people to have things and don't get me wrong I want the poorest people to have things bro I really do I really do I really do but I, I was unable to explain like what it what is the problem with socialism to me but as I began to discuss, you know, we're talking about like, you know, first off, the fact of the matter that if you don't go out and get like everyone has, you have freedom of will. Everyone who's poor can just be rich if they want. As simple as it's not, it's very simple, but it's, it, you know, it, it takes, it's hard, but it's simple. It's hard as in it requires a lot of effort, but it's not complex. It's simple. It's straightforward. You just have to put an effort over a long expanse of time. Not even a long expense of time. Time has nothing to do with money, but you have to put in effort. Okay, you have to do things. Anybody who can be can can is poor can be rich. Okay, so those are kind of like my arguments. Like, okay, if you're poor, just put in effort. And if you're if you give people who are poor money and things like that, like their character doesn't change because they didn't actually learn the lessons that come with building business and building wealth, which you have to learn in a in capitalism like you have to learn to serve people and give good and contribute to society that's the only way people ever pay you that's why billionaires they contribute more than anyone else on the planet if if they weren't for billionaires there wouldn't be cars okay uh they'll call me oh, you're a billionaire bootlegger you're a billionaire bootlegger which you know maybe i am i am sometimes you know but you know they they make things think about it if it was left to people on this planet we would die in 30 years but if we're left to left to billionaires like elon musk you know who are solving the climate crisis right now by bringing cars that don't require fossil fuels like they change things they contribute to the world they give people what they need and they save lives every single day elon must launch a rocket to the moon people still hate him unrightfully so it's a lot of hate you know one of my biggest pet peeves is people who feel like they can't do anything that absolutely grinds my gears. People whose projections are a failure. You know, they have these plan A's that they dream and they want more than anything. But all their, like, if you're building a building, all the foundation and all the resources and all the details are going into plan B or plan C. Like, okay, uh, you know, when unemployment ends, you know, I want to have a business booming, but but I might have to get a job. And, and they have put so much mental effort and energy to getting a job and the job that they would get. And they, they, they want this business. They want this plan A. But they spend all the time thinking about what job are they going to get and what is the backup plan. And, you know, my mind works. I'm like, man, when this unemployment ends, I will be a multimillionaire. That's what I think, you know. Um, but people just, you know, set, set so many, like, it's like a dock, you know, the docks or whatever. They set this foundation and build these little stilts, build this big foundation for the plan B. So much thought and, and, and mental will and stamina goes into the plan B. Um, 
because that's what they believe about themselves. And, it, it, you know, um, they say, oh, I'll be a millionaire at 30 and they'll be like 22. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing the rest of the time? You know, like, you know, their projections of what is possible and what, what can be is, you know, I was watching this, this Twitter video the other day and this guy's like, man, I got crippling depression. If I go to the hospital, they charge me a thousand dollars and they say, all right, are you better now? And like, no, because I'm poor. And like, I'm like, why don't you just solve those issues? Why don't you just put an effort and get money? You know, this is coming from somebody that literally doesn't have a bank account because of insufficient funds and overdraft fees that I couldn't pay. Why don't you just get money you understand what i mean like uh i don't know like you know people say oh my student loans man i wish you know the the president would pay off student loans but you could just get money and pay them off why what's the issue like i don't understand like you know it's a hundred thousand dollars it's two hundred thousand dollars um when you say things like oh i want some money to pay off student loans it 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 it's indicative even when you show hate to people like like this is one of the things that grind my gears like a few months ago you know i'm gonna call these people the socialists because i'm ignorant and disrespectful um the socialists like they'll get on instagram and be like you know we want we want um what was it they want you know a tax on everybody who's making over four hundred thousand dollars a year the one percent that's what that's what joe biden's going to do and people will say no we don't want that tax no 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 we don't want that tax and they'll look at this person's profile and say Oh, you don't want this text? You don't even make over $400,000 a year. So that shows you didn't read. That shows it doesn't affect you. No, the fact of the matter is that a lot of people who say we don't want this text, they have a simulation in their mind of the future where they actually accomplish that over the next year, over the next two years, over the next four years. If you say you don't even make that much money, that shows you project yourself to never even in your lifetime make that type of money. I hate people who projections of the, I don't hate people, I, I feel bad when people's projections of the future are always so dim. It's dim. Anybody who wants socialism, your projection of the future is, or you want to tax billionaires, it's because your projection of the future is that you'll never be one. First and foremost, so th- these are some of the things I'm talking about. I'm, I'm leading you through like a roadmap of the conversations that I would have about socialism with this person. And I'm like, I, like, those are some of the things I was saying. I really didn't understand how to formulate that entire idea. So we're sitting in this in this car, this, this coupe, um, you know, at the top of this parking garage and the sun's setting. It's beautiful and orange, you know, and we're about to go into Target and buy some food and, and, and head out, you know, because I got to go home and things like that. But it, it's nice. It's cool outside. It's quiet. People are laughing and having fun and the fall's turning here in California. And uh, I'm just I'm just sitting solid and listening back to this person, you know, just hammering and be like, but you don't want people to have this and people need this and people, you know, people, the poorest people need housing and these different things. And I know like, you know, it, you know how people need to have resistance to to get improvement. But but that's not enough. You know, that, that, that doesn't really justify, like, really justly explain what it is that I'm saying. You know, uh, at first I was just saying, like, like wrestling. When I took wrestling, how, do you, how is it that you get better at wrestling or become a better and tougher person? Okay, you do a move and someone has, you know, you know they, they successfully defend it. And so you keep trying and you, you beat that person. And then the odds get a little more difficult. You meet a person with a higher defense and you do a move and they block it. And then you keep trying against them and your move gets better. Resistance makes you better. Resistance improves you. And resistance is like everything in life. Nothing happens without resistance or without hitting that wall. You don't improve without resistance. And we live in such a generation that doesn't even want resistance, man. They don't even like they 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 don't even want to be challenged in what it is that they do. They just want to like like you know the people who are that is what a hood is essentially, you know. And this is somebody that came from what some might consider a hood, you know. 
Um, the people in the hood, man, because they get things and they don't have to improve to get things, they remain the people that they are. And it's a lot of trouble in the hood, even though it's people in the hood are basically in socialism. Like they got food, they got housing, and some of them got it for nothing. I don't know if it's literally nothing, but I'm just saying, for example, so don't, no, don't come after me, guys. Come on. Don't try to cancel me, guys. Come on. Um, and still, they're like a lot of people in the hood be bad people. Some people be cool, but some people be bad. And that people are like, oh, they ain't bad, man. That's a lot of crown in there. I don't trust them folk. You trust them? Because I don't. Because people be playing. You know, I trust some of them because some of them, you know, some of them be my homies. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I fuck with them. I fuck with them. And, and I ain't going to judge nobody, you know, real harsh or nothing. I'm going to let you get a chance. But, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm eye you until I know you. You know what I mean? But uh, my phone's battery dying, so let me speed up this conversation. But, um really just thinking about you so i'm thinking about this entire socialism situation and um you know uh it it really really uh, you know it clicks in my head for the first time the problem with socialism i said capitalism is the only economy where people have actual free will okay socialism you know like 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 in in capitalism if i want to be rich and i'm poor i can be rich and socialism that's just not possible. You don't have the you don't have the freedom to choose that for yourself. You know, you don't have the freedom to actually build wealth and become somebody. You understand what I mean? Like capitalism, if you want to be poor, you can be poor. If you want to be rich, you can be rich. Stephen Larson said said something that 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 really was people have a problem. This is his quote. He said people have a problem with capitalism because some people are unequally rich or exorbitantly rich. But in socialism, just exchanges people being unequally rich for everyone being equally poor. Okay, I, you know, I, you know, and this is the thing: people have good intentions when they want the socialism thing. I believe that a portion of society, the lowest people, should have some form of socialism. You can't just let people rot. Now, I know, you know, it might be more better for them to actually pull themselves up by their bootstraps, as people say, like me. I don't have a bank. I don't have any money. I don't have anything. I don't own an apartment. I don't own a car. I don't own anything. But it's better for me to pull myself up my bootstraps. But I think past a certain point, it's like a person laying on the ground and their their body stops functioning. Okay. At that point in time, that person can't just like a person that's sweaty and tired can fight and get what they want. They can climb up a set of stairs. They can they can go to the hospital. They have. But the lowest and poorest people, I think sometimes they get so far down that it's like a body that stops functioning. You might not just want to say, breathe, breathe, breathe. You might want to give them a defibrillator, okay? And that's what like welfare and, and, and things like that and public housing, you know, Section 8 housing, that's, that's things like that, you know. We should have a little bit of socialism at the bottom because people stop breathing. They need the defibrillator, dummy. You got to help people. You need to get them to a point where they can actually function again and then say, oh, you're on your own. And then you try to, then you push them out into the world, push them in the struggle, and then have them bounce back. Don't just leave, like, I'm, I'm not a co-hearted person. Come on. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I would never accept that for me. But I think some people, some people should have that for sure. Because some people are just like, they are like, their brain is just like, even like all the chemicals and the things that you ingest being poor coming from somewhere where I came from, like even the water and things like that being lead filled in the schools and it'll numb your brain to the point where you're going to need that little defibrillator. You're going to need that pop of socialism to get you back in the game, you know, because your brain's not really functioning as well as it should on its own. You know what I mean? Like somebody, you need a, to snap you out of it. And so people might get mad at me for saying that, but I, I, I believe that I'm not just believing one pure monolithic thought like capitalism and nothing else. Um, but, 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 but the point that I was making was that 
socialism doesn't give the freedom of choice. You cannot be in a socialistic society rich and as wealthy as you want because you cannot own the primary means of production. Um, okay, so let me let me let me let me let me look up the definition of socialism because I want to know that let y'all know that I did actually study a little bit about research, a little bit about socialism, the difference between communism and socialism. Socialism is a political and economic theory of social organization, which advocates that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. Okay? So what does that mean? This is kind of how I break down what I was talking about in this entire episode into a nutshell. Okay? So capitalism, the means of production is owned by individuals. The means of productions, uh, let's say, the means of production, distribution, and exchange. In essence, what that means is a company, okay? A company that functions, like uh, Apple. There are people and shareholders that have access to the means of distribution, like the, the company. That's what it is. That's that's what they're describing. They have, just you know, access to a company, okay? And companies in capitalism are rewarded by via innovation. If your innovation, you know, allows you to contribute, uh astronomic you know unequally uh what's the word uh if your contribution if your innovation allows you to unequally contribute to society you will reap unequal exchanges of wealth okay you're paid in proportion to the you know the amount of problems you the magnitude of problems you solve for the world i think elon must said that but you solve a problem in a capitalistic society and what capitalism are trying to do is innovate to, to you know have like innovate to give them the ability to solve a problem more e- to contribute more easily than anyone else, okay, or to a magnitude that no one else can match, and uh, so you get paid in proportion to that, okay. So essentially, what a socially, you know, so those are innovators. The designers are incentivized in a free capitalistic society. You know, even Russell Brunson and Josh Forty were reading this book recently uh, called uh, what was it called? Uh, Atlas Shrugged, and I don't know much about Atlas Shrugged, so I'm not going to talk about it, but they were talking about how in the book, you know, the government is just pressing harder and harder and harder on businesses to give the public what they want, and you see that in the modern era. They said, oh, raise the wage. That's what I'm saying. People like people who advocate for a raise of minimum wage, you are subconsciously projecting that you're going to have minimum wage for the next year, two, three years, and that the people in society and around you are going to be working minimum wage when they can just not. You don't understand what I'm saying. Anybody who could choose to not work more than minimum wage, but let's say you're in a socialistic society, everyone has to work for minimum wage. Everyone has to work for this wage. You take away the freedom to choose, I want to do something differently. You take the, away the freedom to choose to be a deserter of the status quo. You take away the ability in socialism to be a designer, to create your own designs from your innovations because there is no incentive for that in a, in, a, in a society where you cannot own that idea and profit from it and build from it, you know, which is funny. People say, we don't trust the government and they say, we want socialism. It's like, okay, you don't trust the government in the top 1%, the big dogs, but you want the government to own all means of production because that's what socialism is. And it don't even make sense, bro. Like, so so essentially what, what socialism is, if, I, if this was when I was able to really break it down, is a society without designers, a society without entrepreneurs, because capitalism is where entrepreneurs own the means of production and distribution and all that cool stuff, aka companies. So all social, socialism is, is you remove that and you give control and equity of all companies to the government. Okay. And so it's just a society without designers, without entrepreneurs. And so 
Whereas cancel culture is something that is pushed down for lifelong heavily on the deserters of the status quo, the designers. As we are progressing in life, more and more people are vying for a type of political and economic system where we are forced, the deserters of status quo are forced into the status quo, where they're forced to become extinct. And that's something that is not concerning because I don't think it'll have it happen, but it's, it's just, it's concerning that people feel that way. They feel that they can't become these people. It's just a subconscious projection that you'll never be that person, that you can't be, you know, that type of thing. Okay. And so what I, what I was talking about the other day is that I think, well, at the beginning of this podcast, I believe these are good people because, you know, I believe like a lot of us are the way to help hell is paid with good intentions but you don't really know what it is you're asking for and you don't know what it is that you're saying and so people say oh i want socialism because i want the lowest people to have something but what they don't understand is that socialism in a socialist society requires that people who worked all their life to have things who made a choice from free will relinquish everything that they work for i'm broke but i'm going to work hard in the next next year next year literally next year 2021 i'm going to have a house on the malibu cliffs on zuma beach and it's going to be a 10 million seven million dollar house okay essentially what you're saying because i want my family to have something because i want my girlfriend to have something because i want society and the people who are living on these streets to have something because they're going to benefit from my business essentially what you're saying is i built up all that but it's fair for you to just take it just because people who have free will deserve what i you know what i what i got and they didn't use their free will to get it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You're saying, like, you want to take my freedom of choice. Take my freedom to build things. Take my right to build and, and, and have these grandiose things for myself. You want to take that away from me. And you want to force me to be in a status quo. You want to force me to be an employee. You see, let me break down socialism a little more. You see, you think you're doing a justice to the poorest people in the first place by bringing them closer to the middle class by distributing wealth to them and having socialism. But here's the thing, man. My girlfriend, she used to have these squirrels that used to go and crawl around in her attic, okay? And they bought this little contraption. My phone's on 4%, that's so why I'm talking really fast. So we, they have this little contraption. Like, the squirrel can go in there, right? It's easy to get in, but once the squirrel get in there, it, it's trapped. It's like a metal little squirrel trap. It's like a little rectangular prism cage, okay? And she put it in her attic. And the squirrel was in there, and they threw him outside of the park. And he, he ran away. Um, but that's what it's like. So... This is the thing that people don't understand. People want to aspire. People want to accomplish things. Okay. And if you go to the way of socialism, okay, you bring the poorest people into the middle class, which is a horrible lifestyle already. Waking up, it's this neighbor that I have because I don't have a job, but he does. His alarm rings at like 530 every morning. It's just a sickening feeling to think that someone has to do that, Um, which some people like it. Don't get me wrong. But to me, someone who doesn't like it. it it just makes me nauseous like i can't imagine if to wake up and work every morning for chump change um not saying that he is because he very well well might not be and if he is it might be something that he's passionate about and that's fair you have the freedom to choose that and i admire people who align with who it is that they are not everybody's built the same not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and that's just the facts of life but you should be able to do that but to trap somebody who's built differently into that life pathway it doesn't make any sense so you 
graduate the poorest people up into the middle class, which think about the people in the middle class. You complain about student loans. You complain about not having enough. You complain about where you live. You complain about all these things. Living life in the middle class is hard. Okay. And so essentially what you're doing when you implement socialism is you're opening this little trap, even democratic socialism. You open this little, because they want to tax the rich. That's more democratic socialism. You open this trap door and the squirrel can walk from the lower class into the middle class. But then what they don't realize is once everyone's in the middle class and everyone's doing well, and you start to aspire. You start to want to change the world. You, you go up that Maslow's hierarchy needs. Your safety needs are met. Your physiological needs are met. But there are still more places in the pyramid to climb. You want prestige. You want self-transcendence. You want to do good for the world. What you don't realize is it's easy for you to go in the trap as that squirrel. But then if you want democratic socialism or socialism, you get locked into the middle class. Okay, so the people that you're able to pull into the, from the lower class into the middle class suddenly as they progress and they want more out of life, as they start to dream and want to be great, all you've done is make it harder for those of them who want that lifestyle, which is probably a lot of people once they get their bearings under them, to be great. You basically, with democratic socialism and socialism as a whole, want to lock people into mediocrity. You want to lock everyone into being average. Okay? And you want the path as people begin to as this, as this person comes from homelessness and poverty to dream and want more, you make it more and more and more difficult because it's taxes and all these loopholes and government enforcement along the way to actually meet what it is that he dreamed of all his life. So suddenly he hits the wall and he has a house in the suburbs like everybody else, but he cannot be what it actually, his own life purposes because the path has become so parallel, perilous just to allow him into the status quo. They make it easy to get in the status quo and hard to get out. That's essentially what I'm saying. You're that squirrel that walked into the trap, which was the middle class, and then you got you you got you got stamped, you got trapped there. You know the people who are already rich, the people who have it all. Taxes won't make them, you know, any different. They know how to maneuver around that system, and rightfully so. It's legal to do so. You know, and it's also every time they don't pay taxes, it's because they've done something for society that was equivalent. That's how it works. But the people who don't know how to do that. It, like looking up, suddenly the pathway to the top becomes more steep. And people who are amazing, people who deserve to choose where they live, to choose everything about their lives, the pathway that they can enjoy and relish in the most, suddenly they realize, okay, where is it? You know, first off, I never even built the skills necessary to get into the middle class, so I sure as hell don't have the skills to get out of it and to proceed forward. And and then they realize the path to proceed forward, it, it only gets harder as you go along, you know, because society is designed to put a ceiling over that which you dreamed of all your life and i just think that's a tragic thing so socialism is it it has its functions don't get me wrong it has its functions for people but at the end of the day i think a lot of people have been tricked into believing it uh from people who are are either misguided or hateful of people who have or envious of people who have more than them and they don't realize that it's a tool to subdue those of us who are unique, those of us who are deserters of status quo, those of us who are designers. So whereas cancel culture is a thing where it's just making fun and just it's just trying to just verbally make people submit and have leverage over people and make them submit to the status quo when they're built and born to be unique. You know, people are trying to socialism is people's attempt to force a political system where you don't where you no longer have a choice. So all socialistic society is a society without entrepreneurship, okay? And if you can't be an entrepreneur, if you can't decide how much it is you're getting paid because these 
businesses belong to the government and everybody splits their fair share of the means of production equally, everybody's equally poor, you don't have a choice in the matter. I can choose to be poor today. I can choose to be rich tomorrow. I can choose to be middle class. I can choose anything that I want. I have freedom of choice. But when you're in a socialistic society, that is no longer in existence. You understand what I'm saying? And so in a, in a nutshell, uh, you know, these are good people, but they're misguided people. And some of them, maybe a lot of them, are hateful people. Hateful people of people who are who they've tried to shove down and make fun of all their life because they were different. And now they want to limit them because some of them have found a way to make it out. And they're envious. Oh, man, Denzel Washington, he's he's so vain. But he wasn't vain when he lived in a car. Sylvester Stallone, he's so vain getting that award. But he wasn't vain when he had to sell his dog because society wasn't set up for people like him. Was I vain sitting here in a car making a podcast a year ago, broke as a joke with nothing to my name? I never had my name on an apartment at least in my life. Am, am, am I, you know what I'm saying, somebody that's vain? Because I decided to choose to make it out and you want to remove that freedom of choice. There is a witch hunt. And I, like I said, I say that just to be hyperbolic. Don't be all sensitive and not sensitive. Don't be all emotional and angry towards socialists or people who believe in socialism. Like We all have to come together. We have to be louder but closer. But it is a witch hunt and a genocide of design and individuality in this cancel culture era, in this era of censorship. Don't let Galileo, Galileo <coughs> die. Don't let Steve Jobs die. People are coming up, Bernie, and I like Bernie. Bernie's a very kind person. Uh, he can be feisty on the internet, but he, he's, he's a cool person. I like him a whole lot. Um, I would love to meet him and talk to him and all that. I watched this Joe Rogan interview. Um... But Bernie is waging war on the people. If there were no billionaires, there would be no cars. There would be no lights. These apartment buildings, they wouldn't exist because they're owned by billionaires. You know, he's waging war on the people who contribute most to society and is literally the foundation of society. He's setting up these plans to, to half their wealths by a certain year. Socialism and democratic socialism. Now, we have to find a way to help people. We have to find a way. We have to. And I think that way is not in taxes or, or making the, 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 the most helpful people that contribute to society to subduing them. I think it's redirecting their creativity to, to, to areas in which, you know, it is necessary uh, to be to be creative and incentivize them. Like I think Tesla got like government backing until they had to, like a loan from the government. So he had to pay them back. But. They, 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 they got they got support from the government, you know, and they solved one of the biggest problems that we have, which is, you know, global warming, climate change because of fossil fuels and, and vehicles and things like that. But, you know, what I'm saying. Socialism is a violation of our freedom of choice. And it is a violation of the human spirit. There is a mass attempt to cancel those of us who design and create things that are beautiful and live beyond our lifetimes. There's a desire to censor the deserters of the status quo. And in my lifetime, unless most people want it, because I want people to be free in their choice and free in their expression, and most people want socialism, I'll let them try it. I'll go to a different country, but I'll let them try it. It's their right. To, to, to put in any so I don't want to cancel socialists that would be contradictory of me I think some people might enjoy it 
A lot of people are built that way. Okay? But in my lifetime, I'm going to try my best to be a designer and to teach designers how to maneuver it in this cancel culture era. And so, if you're somebody who is against cancel culture in that light, not in any weird, creepy light, but in that light, if you're somebody who is against the censorship of innovation, they even tried to crush Elon Musk, the oil companies did, these lobbyists, man, fucking changing the laws and shit to crush, like, oh man, they're, they're trying to cancel oil, the oil companies now by putting laws to ban oil. It has to be people that decide for themselves the way society will go. And not out of a fit of rage, not out of a fit of believing in some tales or being scared or something, but because they feel it is right in their real ass human hearts. Okay, so my battery's on 2%. I'm going to close this out. But if you are, if you agree with me on the subject, if you're against cancel culture, if you're against the censorship of innovation and real ideas, if you are a deserter of the status quo and you want to change this world, you want to change people in a real and visceral and beautiful way. I want you to join the Facebook group. The link will be below. The Facebook group is called Surviving the Cancel. And I also want you to sign up for the summit, okay, which there will be reminders in the group if you don't do it immediately. It is at www.survivingthecancel.com. It is uh, it, it, it's a, it's a beautiful movement, and I really want you to be a part of it, man. This world is teetering and, and, and on, the, on the cusp of some great changes, and It'll be a beautiful time to stand up and be a part of it. It's Dallas from the Grand Design Podcast, and I appreciate you listening. Peace out. Terrible news. A bunch of crazy socialists just decided they didn't like your opinions or your ways of life that much. You have 30 days to build a counter movement of supporters before they cancel your business and your livelihood crashes and burns. How is it, given 30 days, we create a counter social movement around your business, turning your customers into true fans in the process and rally enough support to survive the cancel? Interesting question, right? That's the exact question I asked 30 insane entrepreneurs who've actually done it before. That's right. I gathered some of the top minds in business, some with millions of followers behind their social movements, and recorded their answers for the world to hear on a free live summit I'm hosting. Interested in hearing their answers? Well, you can register for the free summit, the Surviving the Cancel Summit, at survivingthecancel.com. Wait, so why are you still here? Aren't you interested in how some of the sharpest minds to ever exist in business are actively creating social movements around their business that shape the literal culture, the literal world that we see around us visually every single day? Like, this summit is going to be absolutely insane. These business moguls, whatever you want to call them, are going to step-by-step outline exactly how in 30 days they will unlock the hidden social movement within their business to one, destroy cancel culture, and to two, affect their customers and clients on such a deep level that they become evangelists for their message. It is going to be insane stuff and you do not want to miss this one. So, again, the summit is at www.survivingthecancel.com. So come and finally learn the difference between being a marketer, someone who can create sales, and being something else, someone who actually can make an impact in this world.